Long ago, when the pyramids were still young, Egyptian kings played a game of great and terrible power. But these shadow games erupted into a war that threatened to destroy the entire world until a brave and powerful pharaoh locked the magic away, imprisoning it within the mystical Millennium Items. Now, 5,000 years later, a boy named Yugi unlocks the secret of the Millennium Puzzle. He is infused with ancient magical energies, for destiny has chosen him to defend the world from the return of the Shadow Games, just as the brave pharaoh did 5,000 years ago. I didn't have an intro, so we're talking about Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, we're talking about Yu-Gi-Oh. We're talking about the first mid-episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. It's sad, it's sad but it ha- had to happen. Yeah, it had to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, I honestly was wondering if we would get all the way to the Pandora Brothers. Sorry. The pen- <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't even me. <laughs> This grants me like one this grants me like one use of immunity for like the next time you'd make fun of me. Diplomatic immunity. Yeah, the, I have like one immunity card I can play now. The Paradox Brothers. I thought we would get all the way to the Paradox Brothers mm-hmm. um before we had a bat up, but Yeah. Um okay. Here we are. Here we are. Let's summarize this, okay? Yes. So we watched we watched shit. I should have. I should have brought episode up episode seventeen. I should have. Uh, I should have brought up either Hulu or the schedule that I made, and they didn't bring up either, which um, was an amateur move on my part. When I said seventeen just now, what I meant to say was episode 14 the light at the end of the tunnel episode 15 winning through intimidation and episode 16 the scars of defeat i mean those are called calluses right so in in these first two episodes um if you recall last episode they defeated bakura in a shadow game that they all thought was a dream and then they heard my screaming in the distance, so they ran towards it. In this episode, they run over and find that Mai has been defeated by a fucking brick of a man called Panic, who is... Also, mm-hmm. I was going to say, Mai was kidnapped at the start of last episode, and then they hear her scream at the end of the episode. Oh, that's true. 
Well, she was actually... I think actually she was kidnapped at the in like the middle or so, middle right, near the, the end, yeah. two episodes ago. Because of the weird pacing with right. the crap. That was weird. That was very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah. So she has been defeated in a duel by Panic, who is a giant man, who is and is a capital E eliminator, which is a guy. Which is like a class of guys that Pegasus pays to defeat people in duels? Question mark. This job does not make much sense, to be honest. He has a special glove with two layers of star chips. Uh-huh. So Because he's and just going around beating people in duels for Pegasus. His, his job is to just be around the tournament cut in and just like weed out competition i guess mm-hmm. which is weird but it, because they like one pegasus this is the point of a tournament he's just <laughs> he's just fucking up the star chip economy by taking star chips out of the equation because he can take twice as many star chips as a normal guy typical and ceo d- and then he doesn't use them and then secondly, Panic talks about his job like it's something he's been doing for a long time. So, like, does Pegasus pay this guy to enter normal card game tournaments and beat the shit out of people? Maybe he works on commission. Like, he joins every tournament that Pegasus hosts. Yeah. And then however many eliminations he gets, he gets, like, paid a certain amount, knowing that he either won't compete to the end or will surrender or, like... Maybe at, even at, dual Pegasus and lose. At one point, he says that he has made enough money being an Eliminator to retire. He would not have to work anymore, but he's in this for the love of the game. And the game is being an asshole. The game is dual monster. <laughs> no, because he, he likes being an asshole more. Yes. And what exactly... How exactly do you play card games like an asshole, Olivia? How does How does one do that? Uh, well, uh, as Mai will say several times during these first two episodes, <laughs> it's psychological warfare. He mm-hmm. gets in your head and makes you um, scared. I makes wouldn't you... describe flamethrowers as psychological warfare. <laughs> He's also got the flamethrowers, but mostly it's about the mind <laughs> games. But also he has essentially a gun. Uh-huh. Which when it's the does mind that, game. Does that mean... Is it just that dual field that has the flamethrowers and the ability to manacle you to the dual field? Or is it, like, everyone? Does does Panic have I a know... secret override code? So here's the thing. We know that the leg manacles exist in other duels. Uh, I will remind you of the magical saw blades that will transport you to the, the Shadow Realm that we have. Yeah, but that's through. not Battle City. Or, that's that's Battle City, not Duelist is... Kingdom. Is it? Yeah, that's a Duelist right. Kingdom or that's a battle well, city arc because the the clown guy is a shadow is a rare hunter <coughs> maybe it is just this one yeah <laughs> maybe he just hangs out in this specific area at night and just like kidnaps people um okay so he has beaten mai and he's taking all her star chips and he's being a dick about it and uh this episode, Yuki and the gang are like really against bullying. This is 
this is a theme. They'll call Panic a bully <laughs> several times. And they'll be and then Yugi A real goes, duelist fights with honor. Yeah, and is not a dick, except for all the times that Yugi's been a dick. Look, it's okay for friends to bully each other. <laughs> okay, but Yugi's been a dick to other people too. Yugi <laughs> is a dick to panic in this episode. Is he? Yeah. His, they literally say he's using Panic's tactics against him. Oh, that's fine. Hmm. That's but violence against Panic was not fine. Because Joey right, and Tristan were ready to go. Yeah, but you have to stand up to a bully, not fight them. Which I don't know what that means if it's not fighting them. This is just like... This is a, like one of the major downs... This is like one of the... Re- I think it's the main reason why the episode's not good. Because they're just really <laughs> in on this like... I, I feel like this was a thing in, like, 90s and early 2000s kids' cartoons of, like, extremely didactic and narrow, like, lesson episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just taking this thing about bullying, and they're just, like, slapping it on this guy who is... A, he's, like, a hired hitman, basically. <laughs> he's not a bully. He's a hired hitman. Like, he's a dick about it, but he's basically an assassin. He's not, like... A, he's not a bully in any real sense. Um, Remember but, when he shoves someone and they're like, that was uncalled for. <laughs> yeah, Joey tries to punch him. So he like whips Joey around and then like sp- smacks him and spins it on the ground. And Bakura goes, that was uncalled for. And this is also when he yells the famous, check his pulse, Yugi. No, that's... Oh, no, no, no. That is that is when Joey tries that to Kaiba and the exact same thing happens. Right, yes. And then Bakura says, check his pulse, Yugi. Jo- uh, Joey just taking massive L's constantly. Yeah. Uh, so What a sniveling little dog. Okay, we'll get to the dog thing. <laughs> so Yugi... <laughs> Yugi, tra- regular Yugi transforms into big Yugi, as we've established this nomenclature, um, mm-hmm. and, and says that he will dual panic, um, to which uh, panic, uh, panic is constantly yelling these, like, generic villain things, which are really lame. Have did you notice panic's, like, vocabulary? He also just narrates his own thoughts constantly out loud. But he's like, you arrogant cur, you insolent whelp. He's just like yelling fantasy villain shit at Yugi constantly, and it's not fun. You know what his uh, Japanese name is? What is it? Player Killer of Darkness. God. (laughs) (laughs) PKD. PKD's nuts. <laughs> okay, so... So, they duel. And as we mentioned earlier, Panic has, like, a thing on the duel arena that can, like, manacle Yugi in place, and then he just, like... He doesn't fire flamethrowers directly at him until the end of the duel. But he does just kind of, like, fire flamethrowers around Yugi to upset him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but Yugi, you know, keeps his cool and they duel. And Panic's strategy is that he plays, like, what is the castle card called? Like, it's something, something, castle, something, something, darkness. That would be the... (coughs) Mm. 
Castle of Dark Illusions. Ah. So, it's the Castle of Dark Illusions, just like a monster card, I think it has an effect. Um, of Dark Illusions. Uh, Castle of Dark Illusions. Yeah, it just buffs your zombie-type monsters. <laughs> But in this uh, in this episode, it's able to cast like a pall of darkness on Panic's field, so Yugi cannot see any of Panic's monsters, and also he can't destroy the castle because it's just like invulnerable. The castle has flying or something. Um, uh, it also has a shield at some point. Yeah, it ha- it has a flotation ring, and then later he gives it a chaos shield. The flotation ring. Yeah, that's why it floats because of the ring around it. Mm-hmm. So this is this is the source of a famous little line of dialogue. Yeah, which is a part of the reason why this episode's so disappointing because this is the this is the catapult turtle shoot my dragon at his castle bit, you know? Yeah, at the flotation ring. Hmm. No, he shoots it at the castle, and then Panic goes like, You fool! You've only cracked my flotation ring! Um, yeah, and then the reveal Wait, is no, that... no, 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 we still got a duel to narrate. Okay. So, like, Panic's monsters are in the darkness, and they're beating up Yugi's monsters. He's just playing defense mode. Um, but then Yugi says, I have the swords of revealing light... And I will beat you in five turns. And then uh, that's when panic starts to panic. Um, hmm. y- Yugi bluffs him into trying to use a into the like trying to use a card to get rid of a face down card that Yugi put down. Uh, after like leading panic to believe that it was the Swords of Revealing Light, uh, but it turns out to not be. Um, and panic is owned. Yugi goes like, "Ho ho! I never said it was the Swords of Revealing Light. I only heavily implied it." <laughs> and it's like, "Okay, oh, okay, you think you're clever." Uh, then he actually does play the Swords of Revealing Light, and so Panic goes like full defense mode. He plays a card called Chaos Shield that's supposed to like shield all the monsters. Um, and what Yugi eventually does is he. Fuses Gaia the Fierce Knight and Curse of Dragon to make Gaia the Dragon Knight. This is one of Nora's guys. Mm-hmm. And then he plays Catapult Turtle to launch. <laughs> to launch again. He's flying a dragon. Unclear. Couldn't he just fly? Whatever. But he, he needs the velocity. He uses Catapult Turtle to launch Gaia the Dragon Knight at the castle. Um. And at first, Panic is like, hi, you fool, my castle is still standing. But Yugi's like, ha ha, don't you think it's weird that I destroyed the flotation ring and your castle is still floating? What if my Swords of Revealing Light not only froze your monsters, but froze your castle? And then the swords expire and the castle crashes to the ground. And Panic loses. Yeah, that causes it to kill all the monsters and... His life points? Panic has an incredibly doofy line where he goes, No, my monsters, get out of the way! <laughs> they can't get out of the way. <laughs> you put the chaos shield up and you've trapped them inside the castle as it crumbles. It's like, okay, calm down. 
I oh. have some bad news about what about what happens next. What's your bad news? According to the trivia section on Panic's Yu-Gi-Oh wiki page, Panic is the last person Yami Yugi performed a mind crush on. Uh, rip. Rest in peace, mind crushes. You're getting slightly ahead of yourself, though. Because uh, it's, uh, oh, right. it's not an immediate mind crush. It's only after it's Panic uh, traps Yugi in the Ring of Fire and then shoots a flamethrower directly at him, to which Yugi goes, Fuck you, my Millennium Puzzle can control flame. And he is not hurt. And does the bind <laughs> crush. Um, I, I like Yugi's line where he says, like, My Millennium Puzzle can protect me from your fire, but nothing can protect you from Oblivion! <laughs> it just mind crushes him. Does this mean panic is good? Because that's what happened to Kaiba. Uh, I think so, based on... What I'm seeing here about his uh, further appearances in Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh my god, this guy shows up again? One more time in episode 163. Holy shit. <laughs> I cannot wait for Panic to show up over a hundred episodes later and be normal. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he'll be normal, but he'll show up in a hundred some odd episodes. Oh, uh, that's probably the, like, season where all the, like, Duelist Kingdom villains come back and get mind-controlled. <laughs> okay. I, so, I won't tell you what I read, so <laughs> you'll have to wait. So, yeah, so Yugi defeats Panic, um, and I actually kind of like the scene a little bit. Um, my kind of, like, I don't like what they do with Mai for most of these two episodes, but I like this mm -hmm. bit where Mai doesn't want to accept the star chips, um, you know, because she's like, I fight my own battles. So Joey goes, I'll take the star chips then. And she goes, fuck you, Joey Wheeler. I'm taking my star chips back. And Joey goes, that's my plan. <laughs> um, I do think <laughs> He high that's a fives cute them bit. into her hand. He does high five them into their hand. I think that's a cute bit. Yeah. Surprise. So, so, sold me on the Joey Mai, like, implied relationships surprisingly well. Uh, and I, I feel like I've been the Joey of a relationship in this dynamic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just saying some dumb shit like that. I love when he turns around and goes, hey, hey, I'm emotionally intelligent. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he does immediately, like, congratulate himself for, for figuring out what a woman wants exactly once. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but but otherwise I don't like Mai in this episode. She does a lot of like standing around and being like, "Oh, I was just so emotional that I lost to panic because I'm emotional and I got scared." And it's like, "All right, come on." Mai Mai loses like so much in this show. I feel like she really gets treated like shit, and it just I I don't like seeing this. You know? Yeah, she's she made it here. Mm-hmm. She made it to Duelist Island. Mm. Like, like she's she's not a bad card game player. Yeah, and it's this thing where, like, I think it's especially, like, her having lost because Panic is, like, 
he's just so good at getting in your head. So it makes the yeah. it makes the like I feel like if she lost because the guy was cheating, it would be one thing. But it's like oh, she lost because she was like weak mentally. But like Yugi was the cool guy, and he wasn't phased by the the flames. And I just I just think it's not good as a vibe. Yeah. We um we do have some discussion of Yugi's experience as Big Yugi. Isn't that later? He, I'm pretty sure that, that ha- I'm pretty sure that happens in Scars of Defeat. I thought that was in this one. Maybe I'm wrong. Because I think it happens when Yugi's like lying on the ground thinking about the Millennium items. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's definitely Scars of Defeat. <clears throat> Uh, I mean, do you want to move on the scars of defeat, or what's sure? The I don't do think anything, anything else to... happens. At... Do we get anything at the end of that one with Pegasus? I think we do. Hmm. Or do... no, the next one starts with Pegasus. Yeah, um, yeah. I was just thinking about how like they have this. They have this now. They have this party now of like five people. Uh, only two of them are in the actual tournament. <laughs> they made such a big deal about how Joey needed to get star chips, and like <laughs> Tristan, Taya, and Bakora are just kind of not playing. They're just here. I mean, Bakura is here for other reasons. <laughs> yeah, so... Bakura's here on schemes, but like now he's with them, you know? Yeah, but Tristan. Sorry, Tristan, as he sounds now, uh-huh. uh, and Taya are kind of just along for the ride. Yeah, okay. he sounds so bored. He sounds so bored. The, they, the Tristan voice change was not good, but it did come with a huge reduction of Tristan lines, so it could be worse. Yeah. All right, scars of defeat. This one's kind of weird. It's almost a clip show. Yeah. Um, you get a lot of, like, reminiscing in this episode. Um, it a lot starts... of stating, like, how we feel about things that happened. Yeah. You start with this scene where, where Pegasus is talking to the Kaiba Corp guys who are like, Pegasus, we have concerns about your role in our plan to steal Kaiba Corp by... Uh, killing Kaiba and then using Mokuba as a figurehead because we need one Kaiba brother alive. <laughs> it's just, it's like that really kind of like extremely clunky exposition dialogue, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Pegasus- as you know, our plans are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pegasus tells them like, "Don't worry, uh, I got this handled." Um, uh, in fact, I don't even need to kill Kaiba right away because I need his technological know-how in order to take dual monsters to the next level. This was this was like an element that I forgot. I didn't remember that Pegasus like wanted Kaiba to build dual monsters tech before he killed him. I don't remember that being established before this. Yeah, no, this is a new thing. They're, like, mad at Pegasus for uh, not killing Kaiba, and then Pegasus is like, actually, this is part of my plan, that he's alive and coming to Duelist Kingdom. But he also makes fun of Kaiba for his holograms. Mm -hmm. Maybe he wants Kaiba to build different holograms. 
I mean, he builds some pretty impressive uh, smellograms in this episode. Don't, don't talk. To, don't talk to me about the hologram smell. Okay, so <laughs> so Kaiba is as we speak, like on a on a copter going to Duelist Kingdom. Um, and he is thinking about how Yugi defeated him in a duel and then told him about the power of friendship. And I love the, I love where Kaiba is at this episode where he's like, shit, maybe the power of friendship is something, but I kind of have my <laughs> own thing going on now. I'm going to keep being a dickhead. I love this version of Kaiba so much. He's great. He's literally just like, I have too much on the line to try this power of friendship thing right now. I got to keep being a dickhead. So, uh, Bakura and Yugi are reminiscing about how weird it is that there's a man in Bakura's Millennium Ring <laughs> that, steal, <laughs> that steals his body sometimes. And Yugi thinks about how there's a man in my Millennium Puzzle, but he seems nice. So, he seems uh, like a good guy. Yeah, so I don't really know what's going on there. Um, this is the Gaydar scene <laughs> from the Abridged yes. series. <laughs> one of Buk- One of the, like... If you're not, if you don't really know much about the icon, like the visuals of Yu-Gi-Oh, Bakura's ring has like these fucking spikes on the end of it. It's very metal, but one of his spikes is like glowing and pointing towards Pegasus's castle. And Yugi goes, oh, I wonder what that's about. As though he doesn't know Pegasus has the Millennium Eye. But then he says, hmm, you know, Pegasus had a Millennium Eye. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And then Yugi literally thinks, he has this great line where he's like thinking, he's like, the more I get involved with Pegasus in this tournament, the more everything comes back to these Millennium items. As though Pegasus did not literally tell him, I'm after the Millennium items. <laughs> he literally said, I'm going to steal your Millennium Puzzle. And Yugi's like, hmm, these Millennium items seem important. I just wish there was somebody from Egypt <laughs> who could come in and tell us about the plot. Does Bakura say that his dad got the ring in Egypt in this episode? I feel like yes. that's a line. Um, I feel like uh, and then I was like... about to... Mm-hmm. I was about to say the line, and then I almost said the wrong line, which is... My father bought it in Egypt when he was shopping for blue hair dye. Oh, yeah. You do just have the abridged series on your brain. <sighs> I was watching these episodes because, oh, I was going to tell you mm-hmm. that Little Karibo does not say Yuki killed this man. Oh, damn. You came up with that one. That was me. That was a Nora original. <laughs> um, I wanted to double check that episode I don't think is on YouTube. I had to watch it somewhere else. Damn. Why? Probably copyright. Hmm. Okay, so... uh, While they're, like, all sleeping, um, there's an establishing shot that that establishes they have a tent, but Taya is the only one who gets to sleep in the tent, and all the boys (laughs) sleep outside. Which, honestly, Queen... (laughs) So is Mai also in the tent? No, I think Mai is, like, left... Um, I think the implication at the end of the episode was that, like, Mai went off on her own. Okay. Yeah. So that's... So Mai just set them up with a bunch of food and camping supplies and then bounced. Yeah, because she's actually... she's gonna be, you know, in the castle. She's actually a really nice lady, when you think about it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, I like my headcanon is that she gave them the tent and forbid the boys from sleeping in it. <laughs> she was like, I'll give you a tent, but it's for Taya only. Because that's extremely a thing she would do. Absolutely. But yeah, so in the middle of the night, Kaiba lands his fucking helicopter like two feet away from them. Which I don't know if you've ever been near a helicopter. It's so fucking loud. <laughs> I've been under one, but not like close to it. Uh, yeah, I, I used to. I used to take. Uh, I used to take a ferry that was near uh, like a helicopter um, landing pad, and when the helicopters would land, it was like deafeningly loud. And we were still like significantly far away. That like you have to wear you have to wear big headphones when you pilot a helicopter for a reason. To look cool. <laughs> sure. So, um in in a really amazing exchange, Kaiba like gets out and is like, Hey Yugi, it's me, Kaiba. And Yugi's like, Kaiba, hey! I, I got your deck! And then he hands Kaiba his deck, and Kaiba goes, thanks, I'm gonna go fight Pegasus. And Yugi goes, hey, Kaiba, do you wanna hang, hang out sometime? Yugi literally walks up and goes, hey, I think you're really cool. I like you a lot. Maybe we could Maybe hang out or, hang out or something. <laughs> and Kaiba goes, and- sorry, I'm not. I'm not trying the friendship thing. Um, I have to go dual Pegasus, and I have to do it my own way right now. Um, and that makes Joey feel the rage of a thousand suns. So he just starts... Oh, Brooklyn? No, stop. So he just starts <laughs> nagging Kaiba for no reason? <laughs> Everybody says, Joey, this is a terrible idea. Why are you nagging Kaiba for no reason? But Joey, he will not be swayed. He wants to duel Kaiba right now, because he thinks Kaiba's a pussy. Um... And Kaiba says, well, I just finished the prototype for the thing we're all going to use in Season 2, so sure. Um, and Joey's like, eh, it looks like just a briefcase. <laughs> There's a gr- I love the way he goes, it's in the briefcase, moron. <laughs> this is a great Kaiba episode. I love him but so much. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yugi sees Kaiba. He's like, hey, I've got your deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's your deck. I kept it safe for you. He's like, yeah, thanks, whatever. Then when he gets goaded into dueling, he opens his briefcase, and it's just full of cards? Yeah, no. In addition to his tech? Like, he didn't need that. Yeah, no, he definitely showed up with a spare tech. But, like, if he has his three fucking blue eyes, he's gonna take them. Wait, did he... He lost the three blue eyes. They were in his deck. Right, okay. Yeah, so he was showing up with the backup deck. What do you think Kaiba's think... backup deck was? I was about to ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Master of D. <laughs> I mean, this is before, like... This is before there's archetypes in the game, really. So it's not like we could be like, oh, Kaiba plays elemental heroes. Um, Everything just seems to be hmm. kind of vanilla at this point in the game. Maybe you have, like, a deck that's themed around types, the way Bandit Keith has a machine deck, or Zombie Boy has a zombie deck. But, yeah. So we'll, we'll come back to this later. Um, but, yeah, so Kaiba has made the prototype of the dual discs, um, which, instead of being, like, a thing that goes on your arm, is a thing you have to put the cards on and then, like, Beyblade spin it out and it will summon the monsters one by one. Yeah. It's a weird vibe. 
Um, I don't. It's really weird. I don't know if it's like intentionally meant to be kind of like weird and clunky, or if this is what they were thinking of doing for season two, and then had to stop and make them dual discs. I can definitely see a version of Yu-Gi-Oh that pivots to one-on-one, like Pokemon style, mm-hmm. but. I just don't think that that's what the card game was ever going to do. Yeah. It's it's a weird um, episode. Um, yeah. I wonder if this, like, might exist just because they, like, wanted Joey to act like an idiot. Because he does act like an idiot. Um, Kaiba summons one monster and Joey throws, like, half his deck at it. Um, trying to beat it. <laughs> unsuc- over and over again. Unsuccessfully. Uh, Joey, you know the stats are on the card, right? You can just look. You can just look and be like, oh yeah, Battlehawks is 1700 attack. I will not defeat it with my endless parade of lizards. So many lizards. Joey has so many different kinds of lizards. But yeah, um, Kaiba then fuses Battleox and Centaur Warrior and makes like a Ox Centaur. Uh, mm-hmm. Which which is kind of cool, um, and that still gets beat. Uh, Joey eventually pulls out the red eyes, and everyone's like, "Oh shit, the red eyes! Kaiba's doomed now!" And Kaiba's like, "Uh, blue eyes," <laughs> <laughs> and uh, absolutely destroys Joey's whole life. And then Taya runs up and goes, "What the hell, man? You didn't have to destroy Joey's whole life like that." Um, Tay is really mean to Joey after he loses here. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. He's like, you didn't have to make Joey feel like he was a pathetic loser whose life is even worth living and he should die right now. Like, chill. You know who, you know who else has lots of words for Joey? Who? Or maybe just the same word over and over again. Oh yeah, you want to talk about the pet play thing. <laughs> I want to talk about the pet play! Kaiba repeatedly calls Joey a dog. And we say repeatedly, I just need to stress, literally every time in a kid's, like, battle anime where a villain would say something mean or insulting to, like, the hero character, literally every time just slot in some comment about being a dog. Yeah, um, a lot, a lot to unpack here. Um, and we haven't even gotten to the part where, where Joey will be repeatedly put in a dog costume. I don't know what to make of all this. I think it's the, um, I think it's, I don't know if Kazuki Takahashi is, like, writing these episodes, but we know that man is horny. That's true. Um, we know that man's horny as hell. We know he loves mind control and, like, weird, weird bondage vibe games, um, Mm -hmm. and, like, leather and stuff like that. So, like, we know the man's horny. Maybe it just leaks through ambiently, you know? Um, maybe maybe one day um, I'll probably read the Yu-Gi-Oh manga and be like is, is there pet play in here? What's up with that? The other thing that leaks out ambiently is the scent of each monster hologram. Oh yeah, Kaiba says he's made the holograms so advanced that you can smell them, which is disgusting, Kaiba. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is implied to be smelling like sweaty cowman. What does a blue eyes white dragon smell like? Well, I like to imagine it smells like a new car, <laughs> because Kaiba was like, 
I have to make my blue eyes cool. Is that why Kaiba has vehicles that look like dragons in later, like, <laughs> anime things? That's, that's just because he's a beautiful and I love him. I love him too. He's my favorite. I I just fucking PS5 looking <laughs> motherfucker. I just love his I love him so much in this episode. I love that he's a dick to Joey at the same time that he's like Yugi. I recognize that the heart of the cards is powerful and real, but I will not follow it. I am a dickhead now. This is not a path I can follow. <sighs> I love Joey Wheeler get fucked. I love his little theme song that plays, you know? The like little leitmotif Yes. You mean the little... Oh, you're not going to enjoy when that becomes a full song later. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be mad at me if I ever make you listen to it, so it'll be great. Uh, Yeah, he's just great. And then he just strolls off to go duel uh, Pegasus while Joey is like on the ground uh, rethinking all of his life choices. And that's the end of the episode. just just completely unnecessary he didn't have to do that i don't like the panic episodes but actually i've come around on the kaiba episodes after talking about we we missed we missed an important thing here oh it's important that we miss uh kaiba explains pegasus's mysterious powers does he so a while ago there was a big tournament. Oh and yeah! Central Kaiba was a guest. Bandit Keith. <laughs> so Kaiba's sitting there in like one of those chairs that hook together to make pews in a church that you see in every like convention center hallway. Um, maybe that's a weird reference. I don't know. They anyway, do, he's sitting it, on Kaiba, the, not on the exactly side. in like the VIP box here. No. Despite being the guest of honor. Pegasus is dueling Bandit Keith. Bandit Keith... Is gay as uh, hell. Is gay as hell. He says, I'll finish you quickly. And also, like, in the same breath, calls Pegasus cutie pie. Which is weird. Because Pegasus is not, like, a handsome guy. (laughs) Like, he's got that weird fucking hair. He's... He's not a cute man, you know? I wouldn't describe him as cute so much as pretty. I don't even think... I don't know. I don't... I mean, he's not like... He's not like... He doesn't have like a pretty boy design. He's like anime old man coded, you know? I don't get that. He's got white hair. He's got silver hair. Hmm. That is not hair from age, I don't think. Okay. So this is the second time that somebody has tried to threaten Pegasus and instead said something really gay. <laughs> uh, that's just the kind of guy he is. Um, but he is like, okay, look, I'm going to write down instructions and then this child from the audience is going to beat you and win the tournament. Excuse you, that kid is a champion? He has a name? Uh-huh. His name is Sam. <laughs> I love Pegasus. I love where he goes, Sam is the winner. Uh, 
he has his own page on the Yu-Gi-Oh! wiki that says, Sam, known as Tom in the manga and Japanese version, is an amateur duelist Maximilian Pegasus used to humiliate Bandit Keith. Uh, I love how rude this kid becomes when, like, not even in, like, a dub-only way, I think. Because it's not like he, like, makes rude faces, but, like, what he says when Bandit Keith plays his card, he goes, oh, apparently when you play that card, I'm supposed to play this card. Whoops, looks like I just destroyed all your life points. He just <laughs> looks so rude to Bandit Keith in this moment. Also, say goodbye to Bandit Keith's... Um, let me see here. Do we get... I just want to see a picture real quick. I think he's got blue eyes. Say goodbye to those eyes for a while, folks. Because um, this first appearance of Bandit Keith, his sunglasses are up on his forehead. But that will not be the case in the future. He can't show his eyes after the humiliating defeat because they're always watering. Until he gets mind control, then he can show his eyes again so that you know that they're vacant. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay. Wait, is this Bandit Keith in an Organization 13 coat? Yes, yes, the Rare Hunter guys wore Organization 13 <laughs> coats. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, that is an important flashback. Um, this Bandit Keith guy probably will not be important. I don't think he's going to show up again. They def- Let me see if it says anything on his wiki page about him coming back. They definitely just used all this character design juice on a one-off guy who doesn't matter. Uh, I think he does show up in episode 163, if you're curious. <laughs> I love that Yu-Gi-Oh! is a show that is either, like, using all the character design dust or none of it, you know? Like, (laughs) Sam is nothing. Yeah. He is the most generic anime child in the world. Wait, sorry, who's... Oh, in the manga, his name is Keith Howard. Keith Howard. Let me show you a picture of Keith Howard from the manga. Okay. Holy shit. He's got a beard like my <laughs> uncle. He's got a beard like most people's uncle. <laughs> this this vibe is terrible. Oh, yeah. Man, Keith Howard still has the American flag uh, mm-hmm. uh, head thing. That is not, how, not an anime invention. How, how old do you think this man is? Oh, this guy's definitely like 22. 26. <laughs> Is he older than Pegasus? Uh, I forget. Because Pegasus is in his 20s. Uh, Pegasus is 24! <laughs> He's older than Pegasus! <laughs> oh, the fuck, man? <laughs> That's so funny. Ugh. <laughs> I'm older than Bandit Keith. Yeah. Damn. Me too. Damn. I'm older than you. That's fucked up. Um, Pegasus is also 6'2", by the way. <laughs> Damn. Uh, okay. So that's the that's the episode. Oh, Bandit Keith is 6'3". Damn. <laughs> 
Okay, so that's the episode. Do you have anything? That's the episode. Any other Yu-Gi-Oh things to say? <clears throat> yeah. Oh. I've got some emails. Oh, shit. You can send us emails at wearetheemail at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> first one here is from Jen. Mm-hmm. Hi, Attention Duelist. I know that whether Yugi's potential kingship was a fierce debate last episode... Um, but the answer seems clear to me. Yugi Moto in his untransformed state must earn the King of Games title for himself, while Yami Yugi can already call himself the King of Games based on his past life. Thus, the two combined are stuck in a perpetual middle ground until Yugi Boy does the thing and moves up into the throne himself. Jen is such a mediator. <coughs> <laughs> like, look at this. Look at this perfectly reasonable middle ground answer that combines both of our theories. I will. Gary writes in. Hmm. Hello, Duelist. My position is that Yami Yugi is not King of Games, as it's a new title invented by Pegasus. Thank you! Yami Yugi must be the Pharaoh of Games, a title that existed in his original time. Also, if something only counts as cheating when it helps you win, then Weevil did nothing wrong since he lost so hard he was the first person knocked out of the Duelist Kingdom. That's not fair, because he actually did cheat. What happened was, like, they tried to cheat, and it didn't. the cheating didn't activate. That's different. That's like trying to count cards and fucking up, basically. Which is still cheating. It's intent to cheat. It's intent to cheat and cheat are two different things. Hmm. I think you still Um, get thrown out of the casino. Either way. Oh, sure. Uh, These two emails came in uh, to address that sort of argument we were having. Mm -hmm. And we have one more. Oh, from from Faden. Uh, attention duelist. Uh, Pegasus added a new rule that everyone must randomly swap decks. Who has whose deck and who wins the title King of Games? Shit. P.S. I think Yugi is not King of Games until he wins Duelist Kingdom in the Miho Sacrifice timeline. Ha Okay. So, who... Okay. I'm just gonna go with that, that second part. Like, who wins the King of... So, do you think the person who wins King of Games has Yugi's deck? No, I think the person who wins King of Games has Yugi's Yugi. Like, it's Yugi. Yugi wins. Oh, you think Yugi still wins, but whose deck does he have? Uh, anyone's. Can he get Pegasus? <laughs> I think I think it would be fun to see Yugi win with Weevil's deck. <laughs> just like a bunch of like weird bug strategies to power up his bugs i think that would be a surprisingly yeah. yugi like tactic i don't think we're going to do body swap stuff in Yu-Gi-Oh, but like deck swapping is as is basically the same thing uh, in this show i think jo- and i think like, i think joey ends character- up with rex raptor's deck <laughs> <laughs> they basically have the same deck yeah but having to like Think about the other person and understand them in order to use their deck is like, it writes itself, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I feel like at some point, yeah, at some point somebody has to like play with somebody else's deck. That's kind of what Yugi did when he played with his grandpa's deck, but like, <clears throat> yeah, it really only came up that once where Yugi said my grandfather's deck has no pathetic cards. Except maybe for Kariba. That's not the line. That is not the line. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha.
<laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh. Even when the episodes are bad, it's great to talk about. No, oh, I, I think I've come around. I think the last episode we watched is not bad. It's it's yeah. a Kaiba episode. You can't hate the Kaiba episode. You can't hate a Kaiba episode. I love that little freak. Definitely the best character in Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, so next, that is all I have. But yeah. you have crafted a new document for the podcast. Yeah, I finally made a schedule, so it's really easy to figure out what we're going to watch next time. <laughs> so next time for episode twenty, we are going to watch season one, episode seventeen, "Arena of Lost Souls," part one, and season one, episode eighteen, "Arena of Lost Souls," part two. This is Oh fuck, I, I wondered if they were gonna mix it up at the end there. This is, I think, officially where the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime gives up on giving like two part uh, like multi-part episodes different titles. Yeah. Because the I was looking the, through it. The panic one was. had two different uh had two different titles for the two parts, and from now on it's just gonna be like one name, part one, one name, part two, one name, part three. Duel. Of the century, part one through four. <laughs> I actually like Match of the Millennium. It's like a double meaning. Oh, that's the... You see? Yeah, there it it's is. It's like a double yeah. meaning. Because <clears throat> it's about the Millennium items. It just wait till we get to the duel of the decade. <laughs> I also like the episode called Keith's Machination, part one. <laughs> uh, hmm. Yeah, I wonder okay. about that Keith guy. He's probably never going to show up again. Uh, in the Singapore dub, he's called the K-Man. <laughs> you can't call him that. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So those are the two episodes we're going to be watching. It's going to be it's going to be a small one. You know, we're watching two episodes, yeah. and then then through through season one, we're just going to be we're going to be watching at least three episodes sometimes four and did one episode five episodes at once but this one's just gonna be a little cozy yeah we're just gonna watch some zombie episodes Ooh. Ooh. Mm, brains <laughs> anyway nora where can they find you you can find me on twitter at neither nora find the stuff i do at norablake.online you can support the podcast by going to patreon.com slash export audio and giving us a couple of bucks um that won't affect this podcast for you but there are other podcasts on the network you'll get a week early or more yeah um such as bag end book club which currently is going weekly yeah as we um make up for some lost time we took a week off we missed a chapter that one time it's all good we're in the final act we are in book six of the lord of the rings I thought there's so. only three books. There's only one book. <laughs> That's a lie. I listen to Baghead Book Club. I know about the book situation. Uh, then, we'll, of course, we'll be doing the Silmarillion. And then after that, we'll be watching all the movies. Oh, shit. Isn't... Is, uh, isn't... Who's gonna... Didn't M say they're not gonna watch the movies? Probably. Um, it might turn into a Nora Jackson only zone at some point. Or was that specifically, we... or was that specifically the Hobbit movies that they said they would never watch? That's also possible. Um, of course, there's the old uh, animated films covering Hobbit through Return of the King, 
and then um the the real movies that people know and like <clears throat> but yeah um there's other podcasts there that's the one i recorded uh like right before this one so mm-hmm. it's on the mind no. uh olivia where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Great Grebe. Uh, this is currently the only podcast I do right now. I'm going through some life changes. Um, you know. Oh, shit. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just have one question. Mm-hmm. What is Great Grebe? You didn't tell me what it meant, oh. so I didn't really understand. Oh, did I not say it's a type of bird? It's not, you know, you haven't been saying that for a while. Damn. Okay, I'm going to bring it back. <laughs> Next episode, I'm going to bring it back. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you all for listening. And until next time, Yu Gi Oh! Yu Gi Oh! Disappeared out of here. It was time to pay my dues. Never guessed. You'd be dressed in my clothes and in my shoes. You couldn't wait to move right in. If I were you, I'd be concerned. Ain't no way you're gonna win. Bet you didn't count on my return. Thought you were so dumb. You had it all under control. Now enough is enough. For our plan to succeed, Kaiba must be taken out of the picture. Permanently. You'll never take me alive! Seto Kaiba will bother us no more. <laughs> I'm not gonna give up Kaiba Corporation without a real fight. It's takeover time by me. I attack with the Blue-Eyes White Dragon! Thought you were so dumb! You had it